Just want communication proceed out of your mouth that that which is good for the use of every man, that it may minister grace to the hearers. And read not the Holy Spirit of God thereby to seal under the day of redemption. I thank God the Holy Spirit is the seal. Glory to God. Let all bitterness and wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another. Tender heart. Tender heart. That's the opposite of being hard hearted. Tender heart. Forgiving one another. Even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Then we drop down into the fifth chapter. That you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time, and I think you look at the Magna Reverend there, you find that buying up your opportunity. Redeeming the time, or buying up your opportunity, for the day is evil. Therefore, be not, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And do not drink with wine where it is set, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always to in all things unto God and the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourself one to another in the fear of God. Shall we not all stand just for a moment, please? I'm going to ask Brother Wilson to come and lead us to the throne of grace. God bless Brother Wilson. Our Father in heaven, thy word, O Lord, is higher than anything in this world. We thank you for it this morning. Thank you, Lord, that we have the privilege to be in a country, a land, and Lord, even in a place where we can hear the whole truth of God. We ask you now to bless your word, anoint thy servant, that you might speak as the mouthpiece of God. And Lord, our ears, our minds, our hearts, to receive his grafted word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. 26th chapter of Proverbs, we find the scripture that says, a word that is fit to spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. I used to wonder just what that meant. Maybe I don't have all the answer yet. But one day I, I was studying the typology of the different metals as mentioned in the Bible, and I learned that gold is a type of deity in manifestation. I also learned that silver is a type of redemption. 
So, word that is fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. We redeemed it by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I feel like that uh, we are, our bodies is the temple of the Holy Ghost. God said, if any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. And I, I feel that the pictures there of silver is our bodies, our tongues, our mouth. God said, I'll live in them and I'll walk in them. I'll be their God and they shall be my sons and daughters. Glory to God. Then the gold, apples of gold, a word fitly spoken, apples of gold, words that are fitly spoken, are ordained, they're anointed, and they are God. Therefore, they're apples of gold. And I, I've been studying ever since I was told yesterday that I should bring a short message this morning. That makes me think. I called my home yesterday where I said, uh, Daddy, you better rest in the morning and then go to evening service. I said, Mother, they have me uh, appointed to bring a short message 20 minutes in the morning. She said, Can you preach a sermon in 20 minutes? I said, Well, I'll have to. She said, Well, I haven't heard you do it lately. And I guess you're saying about the last meeting I preached where uh, every night I preached from an hour and 15 to an hour and a half. Praise the Lord. But I, I feel like that there can be, if we can get it said, there can be a lot of things said in 20 minutes. Praise the Lord. And I, I began to study about uh, the weight, the power of words. And uh, I, I just thought this, and seen that a comparison came to mind like this. I have a Newport automobile, and they tell me I believe that it has 112 horsepower. That's a lot of horses. And uh, you can put those horses, uh, that horsepower, you can put the good use, keep that car on the road, and use that, and it's a blessing. But when you use it wrongfully, and you give it too much power, and you don't control it, you'll kill it. Now, words are, you might say, like uh, you take the airplane, same thing, though, the railroad train, the same thing. Praise the Lord. They're means of, of travel. They are uh, means of transportation. And they'll take you to your destination if they're handled right. Uh, what I mean, the way you want to go in this world, but if they're not handled right, they'll take you to this destination. A lot of people don't want to go where they go. Amen. And so it is with words. Words are powerful. They're mighty. And they're machines or they're vehicles. Might say they're automobiles. To convey, to, to convey the thoughts of one person to another. And when they're used properly, they can be elevated. And they can lead us beside the still waters and into green pastures. But when they use wrongfully, they can lead us in the other direction. And remember that a word that is fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. 
I sang a while back over some matters and singing about how I'd like to just let people know how I felt about some things and that I wanted my will to, and my will put over. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, Happy is the man or the person that can disagree and not be disagreeable. That can disagree and also that can contend and not be contentious. And I, I was reading this morning in Proverbs, if I can find that right there, uh, uh, I think in the 26th chapter of the Proverbs, I'm reading a scripture there, and it said, as those are to burning coals, and with the fire, there is a contentious man to kindle strife. So is a contentious man, and he said the words of a tailbearer are his wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the metal. And again I read that as wood is to fire, or where there is no wood, the fire goes out. Likewise, where there is no tail battery, strife ceases. So did it go. And I, I just want to say this morning, glory to God, that when we utter words, we should be very careful. We should weigh our words. I remember way back yonder, uh, some 40 years ago, I was, I was ordained in the Assemblies of God in 1915, the first day of January, about 2 o'clock in the morning. And uh, shortly after that, God revealed uh, the new birth doctrine, the baptism of Jesus' name, baptism, uh, and the one true God. Well, uh, I accepted that, and after I accepted it, they made an issue of it. And uh, in fact, in the conference of St. Louis, after that, they just pinned us down. We had the best God like they wanted to, and I just sent my papers in, and I was headquartered a letter, and uh, I, I just told them exactly what I thought, and I thought I had to answer everything. I remember what Brother Sarah said to General Moore the other night. He said that somebody asked him a question. Well, he says, I've only been preaching 30 years. I can't give you the answer, but you ask somebody been preaching about 18 months, they can. And I just thought that I have the answer to everything. But Brother West was secretary, not DL, and he wrote me a letter and he said, Now, uh, we regret that you've taken this action, you've done this. Well, I still believe I was right in what I did because I could not subscribe uh, to the thing they wanted me to do. But I was wrong in some things I said in that letter. And he told me, he said, I read in your letter, and he said, I see there that there is a spirit of division in your heart. As many others, uh, uh, letters that I've read, I find that 
as many others have, you have a spirit of vision in your heart. I feel like maybe that if all of our brethren, me and the bunch, had done what we could and used the right words at the right time, let our words have failed, glory to God, apples of gold and pictures of silver, we might possibly have stayed off and in the end have saved the division there. But as it is, the thing that I was cast because some of us were tasty and we said things that we shouldn't have said that towards, uh, instead of trying to put the pile out, we had to kill the pile. And beloved, this morning I want to say, Lord, it's a thought that I've learned after about 30, certainly been nearly 40 years to learn it. That I have to be careful of weighing my words before I speak. Because when a word is spoken, the potential of that word is a dying cast. You can't recall it to me after goodness, but you'll never uh, uh, retrieve or stop a lot of wrong or right that that those words will do. I remember gentlemen who one time in the bank we had, there about some woman had to straight up trouble and contention and strife in the church. And by and by she got into conviction, she went to the pastor and she asked him to forgive her and said, I do anything you say do that I can do uh, to right the wrong that I've done. He told some money says, You know the house get me a sort of book. Get that sort of fellow, go down there, and he ripped that open. So the man and said, you go up on the top of that house there, that church, and the wind is going pretty hard, and you throw those, those covers out into the air. He did that. He told her, he said, now, sister, you pick up every one of those covers and put it back into that cover case. Cover case, what a woman. She looked at him while she says, that's impossible, I couldn't do it. But he said, it's impossible for you to make right all the wrong that will be done for what you said and done. Amen. So, beloved uh, uh, brethren and sisters, delegates, ministers, and saints in this country, let's remember those that thought that uh, there's people here, there's saints here. And in our talk and our discussions on the floor of this country, those that let's remember that the words we speak are going to read. And I know this. I have heard men in uh, discussions of resolutions and things like that on the floor of the conference. I've heard things said that were not only becoming to a minister, but an Christian, but they were unbecoming to a gentleman. And I contend this. That if I, in my heart, deliberately say things that is going to hurt the other man, the other man, I disregard the other person's feelings, and I utter words with God's fingers in them, then I'm not much of a gentleman, but that's a person. A person that will deliberately offend or hurt the other fellow without, well, I'm not going to say without thought. I just feel like they're wrong. What do you think about it? Praise the Lord. 
And if we'll see to it, glory to God, that our conversation will minister grace to their gifts. If they seek, as Paul said in the fourth chapter of Ephesians, to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace, so they all come in the union of faith, glory to God, I think we're going to find God. I remember a brother named him, we have been to a certain city, Louisiana, after the general body had murdered, and we were running into difficulties and getting to Louisiana with the two old guys and the together. And I had been traveling from Charlotte, South Central Council, five states, and I traveled throughout that uh, district, a good deal of it, and done everything I could in teaching and preaching at all the mercy. I thought it was of God. I know it's of God now. And we'd been down there, and we were going back home, and we were discussing the different problems of the merger conference, which was to be called. And I said, Brother Payman, I'll tell you. I said, I, I'm for this merger with everything I've got. I believe in unity of the devil. I knew there were problems. I knew there were differences in opinion concerning some doctrinal issues. And I, I, I didn't mind to be frank and to say and state what my convictions, convictions were, and I have the same conviction now I have then, and I don't think they'll ever be changed because I believe they're based on the scriptures. Glory to God. And I told him, I said, I, I don't know. I hope I'm not wrong. It will be that I am, but I'm part. I've done all I can for it. I'm going to continue to do it. Glory to God. And so, uh, he said, uh, he spoke up and said to uh, quite a little uh, time of meditation, he was wrong, sorry, he was He looked at me and said, well, brother wise, there's one thing we can be sure of, and always know we're right, and that's when we are working for unity among those people, we can know that we are right. But if that is true, beloved, then, Glory to God when we are working for disunity. Get that I won't have to so When we are working for, we are tail-bearing, we are contentious, and forcing disunity, we are certainly beyond the shadow of doubt, out of the will of God. Amen. Glory to God. And so this morning, I, I was just reading after I seen the platform this one. It seemed like there was a scripture came to mind, the 11th verse of Jude. Oh, it's the one that's The 11th verse of Jude. And I studied those things pretty extensively. And I tell you, it just makes me afraid to criticize my brethren that are over me. It makes me afraid to criticize anybody unless I know what I'm doing. And then if I've got to the film, I better go and talk to them and criticize them to their face. We've got some pastors that in the land. And 
I believe that a character assassin is just almost as evil as, a, a, as a, an assassin that would assassin you want to think to. He can do you uh, no harm in, in, in some way. And God help us to love one another, glory to God, and forgive one another as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven us. God has forgiven us a whole lot more than we can ever forgive our brothers. God was merciful when we were sinners and rebellious and stubborn and disobedient, vile, full of iniquity. God, for Christ's sake, forgave us and filled us with our Holy Ghost. And I thank you, Paul, don't you? Well, if God was merciful me and forgave me, then I could forgive the other folks. And I'm going to tell you that when we let bitterness and anger and wrath get in our heart and we talk from the old condition, we're just as certain to explode or go our top and say things we'll either ask forgiveness for or we'll lose out with God as we do. We better weigh our rules. And try to determine what effect they're going to have. Are they going to make for unity? Are they going to make for the glory of God? Or are they going to do the opposite? Praise God. Now, woe unto them, that people that are murmurs and complaints, grumblers, if you please. They, they're born in the way of faith. Because Cain, or Abel rather, didn't do what Cain wanted to, he rose up and slew it. We don't. And ran greedily after the air faith. For we walk and perish in the game staying off for And let me tell you today, beloved, there's a lot of people, some preachers that I have. I thought they could mention that if they're not careful, they're going to perish in the game saying a pope. I remember in time past, I was a preacher coach for some 20 odd or more years. I remember a different time. Betting would fall out with some of our preachers. And they just wanted to throw it out on the air. Maybe they were more wrong than they think they were. I remember some of them saying, don't ask me what you are. You're a good friend, and I love a good friend. But someone came to me and wanted me uh, to, uh, I don't know what you call it, politics or work against, whatever you want to call it, uh, men that had been elected by a two-third majority of our ministry and delegates voted a God. Uh, to carry on the work of God, they were my superiors. Finally, I told them, I said, listen, I don't just agree with everything they do. But I said, they were elected by a two-third majority of the ministry to run this thing. And I said, uh, two-third majority of the ministry delegates in conference elected me to cooperate with that man and help him to carry on the work of God. 
And just as long as they elect him and me as they have in past, just that long I'm going to cooperate him. I'm going to hold his hand up. If I think he's wrong, I'll tell him about it. And I did. But I told him I didn't tell a lot of others. Glory to God. And beloved, listen today. God has raised these men up over us, and I believe it's our common duty to do what we can to help them to hold up their hands. In order to carry this work on to where that you and I can have a, a home, a spiritual home, so that God's only can be free and worship God and preach our convictions. Hallelujah! And you are about to get men, women, saved. I feel like a lot of times that we're concerned about lost souls as we all have it in our way to have more of the Bible. I remember when this ladder, ladder stuff first came out. They called it ladder rain. We had a lot of trouble in our district. The men went over those parts. And I was being good here and there. Put them on. You should do that. Don't you for that church. You should do that and the other. And it just got so hot, so I just got in my turn. I drove to the litter and I got in the water with the mother boss and I sat down and we discussed that church. And neither one of us had the answer. Someone that came out on the air. If we'd have done it that time, we'd have lost several good people. My brother told Brother Glass, I said, Brother Glass, let me tell you. I said, when I find the will of God, I'm going to move. But I'm not moving a peg until I know the will of God. And it went on that way for several months. By and by, the time came that we heard from God and we moved and we didn't lose a good man with the trust. God bless you. And those that we did lose, beloved, that they had to feel it in their heart to start with. Glory to God. And I want to know that they have certainly not come to a good end by any means yet. When we know the Bible now, you can depend on it, God's will. But when we don't know the Bible now, Use our own snap judgment and, and jump at conclusions and do things rightly. That let me ask, may I say this? I don't want to hold you. But I'm going to say this. There's one of the dangers, brethren, of electing young men that are not seasoned by experience and knowledge on the district board. Some of this street, some old man that seasoned pioneers that suffered and suffered and suffered. I can say this because I don't have to have an office. I'm out of it. I'm through with it. Young men put on that that don't have the seasoning and don't have the experience. And they're ready to uh, just pop uh, the whip, if you please. Just pack the whip. I'm ready. Without due consideration, without seeking the will of God, and so forth. When you sit old men on the bench and put young men in like that, you are inviting trouble in a lot of people. Now, you certainly are. That's not God's plan at all. You hear me this morning. Praise the Lord. 
So then God help us by times up. But remember that we better be careful when we speak and be sure that when we speak, we're speaking words that will be seasoned with grace. And if we're not drunk, you can be drunk and don't have to have dust and whiskey to be drunk. The courts have ruled now that they're not intoxicated, but I know it is. Unless they change it a lot since I used to drink it some four or two or three more years ago. Because I've been surprised drunk, I'd have got my grandmother in that stuff. That's right. And you can be drunk, you don't have to drink beer. You don't have to drink whiskey, you don't have to drink wine to be drunk. We can be drunk on our own way. And our own desires. And do and say things that will miss God and have to ask forgiveness if we want to get right with God. So God help us to weigh our words and be sure that our conversation is such, our words is such, what we say on the floor of convention is such. Good as God that he will minister grace to the hearers and not that I've had people say that they tell me yes, they've been to a conference. I used to uh, just hesitate and, and, and was reluctant uh, to advise any of my things to go to a, to a conference, this conference, a general conference. Because so many times they were hurt. I didn't think preachers would do that. I didn't think preachers would act like that. And it was, they were made to stumble over the thing. And we need heaven to be sober. We need to be brave. We need to be temperate. And consider not just what I want, but some of the that you have on that two saints like that, that week that maybe haven't had to just a faith in Christ. That thinks everybody, glory to God, that has the baptism of the When I preach to see the Holy Ghost, I thought everything, uh, that claim to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that all almost had to stop laying with your pragmatic place and fly away to glory. And they like to kill me. I'll tell you, uh, that that's something that caused me to backslide as anything I've ever had to happen with. I found out that some people profess that and they could get mad and uh, so that they could fight in the air and yet say they had the Holy Ghost. I don't think they were there. Why, some preachers can get mad and blow their top and just eat you out blood raw, either without any salt or pepper, and say, I want you to know they've got no business trying to control the house of God. If we can't hold our tongue and let our conversation, our words, be such good as a God that will minister grace to their hearers and will run into the game saying, what are the game saying for? He, he, he had a mission in his heart. He rejected the word of God. They rejected God. Moses said, God told Moses, they haven't rejected you, they rejected me. That was the same thing. He denied the God of Moses. And you know what happened? Here goes Brother Mount and swallowed him down into the pit. And we better be careful lest we be going to pit. We better be careful in criticizing and trying to hurt and destroy the influence of those that God has set over us. 
to all those. Glory to God. We need to love them. They need our prayer. I know what I'm talking about. That if there's anybody on earth that needs our prayer, our sympathy, and our help, it is our officials and our organization. From the lowest rank to the highest rank, every one of us need our understanding, help, and cooperation, our prayer, and our fellowship. Glory to God. And help in every way we can help them. God bless you, my friend.